Hey, real quick, before we dive into the episode, I have a little gift for you. If you head over to cwa.ai slash solutions, you will find all my podcast episodes organized by the problems they solve and in video form. No login or email needed. So if you want a video version or a solution to any of your problems, head over to cwa.ai slash solutions. All right, let's get into the episode. You look at my accounts right now, you probably see, wow, he's with this girlfriend all the time and they look so happy and have a perfect relationship. Man, I wish I had that. I'm less happy when all my content is staged. And there are even times where Sid and I were fighting and in arguments and didn't even want to talk. But then we'd turn on the camera and do what we had to do to create a piece of content. Meanwhile, there's people in the comments saying how sad it makes them feel and how they wish they were as happy as us. Welcome to the Influencer Secrets Podcast, where we explore the true nature of social media and equip you with the vital tools, insights, and wisdom to help you become the best version of yourself. Your journey to reclaiming control of your reality begins here. In this episode, we'll be talking about a concept that may seem counterintuitive, and that is the theory that happiness is relative. Lately, I've been asking myself a lot, what is happiness? What is the meaning of happiness? Why do we value happiness so much? Have you ever asked yourself that? Today, that is what we are going to discuss. If you don't know who I am, my name is Cole Gonzalez, otherwise known as Cole World on social media. I have over 6.5 million followers across all my social media platforms. And the reason that I'm doing this podcast is because I've recognized in my community that you guys have a lot of problems. And I don't mean that in a condescending way. Rather, I mean it in a way of understanding that if I have information which I believe can be valuable to you that may help you solve your problems, I want to give that information to you. So that is what this podcast is about. Me helping you hopefully solve as many problems that you have as possible. And hopefully you learning from any lessons which I can share to you so you do not make the same mistakes I made when I was younger. By the end of this episode, your perception on happiness will be changed. I broke down this entire episode into six parts. So let's start with number one, which is happiness results from comparison. Let me take you back to around four to five years ago before I started social media. I'm sure most of you already know the story, but if you don't, I used to be very unhappy with my life, which is so funny because that is what we're talking about today, being unhappy or happy. And what does that really mean? In that chapter of my life, I was not enjoying my life. That would be a better way to say it. I was at a point in time where I was so focused on the world around me that I was unwilling to look at myself. I couldn't look in the mirror and be honest with myself. I was living a life that my parents wanted me to live. I was falling victim to the world's expectations and everyone's expectations around me, and I wasn't really just being me. And I used to be afraid of just being myself. Now, why does this all matter? Within the scope of whatever life you're living, within the reality which you are currently in, I want you to ask yourself, is whatever feeling you have right now a result of things outside of you or things inside of you? Meaning, are you allowing your outside environment to influence your emotions and how you feel? Or are you able to control those emotions internally, no matter what the external stimulus is? Ask yourself that truly. And if you can honestly answer that question, that will segue us into why I'm telling you this story. Four or five years ago, before I dropped out of college, before I started doing social media, I was lost. I was confused. But that is because society often places standards on what happiness means. People are going to tell you what should make you happy and what shouldn't make you happy. People are going to tell you what should make you sad and what shouldn't make you sad. People are going to tell you exactly how to act according to how they act. Let me say that again. People are going to tell you how to act based on how they act. Meaning, if something makes someone else happy, typically, you will think that it should make you happy. 
But going back to the point, what is happiness? We've talked about this before, but emotions exist on a continuum. Without sadness, there's no happiness. Without sorrow, there's no joy. Without anger, there's no peace. When I was younger, I often compared my own levels of, quote, happiness to others. I looked at others and I ascribed certain levels of happiness to them. Let me break this down for you. I'm sure you look at me and you think, he must be so happy, must be nice. And I'm sure you look at other large social media influencers, other celebrities, and you look at them and you say, look at all they have, look at all they're doing. They must be so happy, must be nice. But happiness is relative. And also, whatever ascribed amount of happiness or fulfillment that you have given to me is absolutely biased. And I don't mean that in a way that you're wrong, but I mean that in a way that whatever your thoughts about me are, whatever certain levels of happiness you think that I possess, that is because that is what you think. Because every single person listening to this podcast has ascribed a different level of happiness, masculinity, intellect, emotional intelligence, you name it. You have ascribed a different level of those things to me. This brings us full circle. Happiness is relative. If you have found yourself comparing yourself to me, just like I used to always compare myself to others based off this arbitrary idea of happiness, then you will never be content with your own situations. And this leads me into point number two. Oftentimes we have arbitrary standards of comparison. What do I mean by that? Have you ever noticed that you cannot define happiness? If I asked you right now, at what point are you happy on the road to making a certain amount of money? Is it at $100, $102? Is it at $10,000? Is it at $42,365.83? What is your level of happiness? How do you measure it? Is there a scale which you measure from one to 10? And once that feeling inside gets above a 6.2, you're happy. What is the measurement? There is no measurement. It's arbitrary. And we have these arbitrary scales of comparison, which don't really exist. For example, I remember when I first started social media, I had this arbitrary goal of hitting a million followers. And I attached some sort of level of happiness to that goal. But this was one of the worst things I could have done because I set this arbitrary self-limiting goal on myself and basically made a contract with myself that until I get to that point, I will not be happy. But guess what? I got 2 million followers. And of course, it was kind of cool to see the 1.0 M on my TikTok account, but it wasn't fulfilling. Maybe for a quick moment, but then what? That didn't bring me happiness. What it actually did was it made me go ahead and set another goal because I was underwhelmed by the feeling that I had. We have these subjective standards that do not necessarily align with the actual requirements for what we would define as a fulfilling life. And even the word fulfilling, subjective. Taking a step back here, the reason I've been a bit more analytical lately about life is because, as you guys know, my partner and I are building my first company called Asa. And as I've been going through the process of building a product that we're going to be releasing, I've realized that my partner likes to talk in very broad terms. And not all the time, but definitely more than me. And what I've realized is that when you use broad terms to describe things in general, you get broad results. And the broader that you ascribe your happiness to in terms of a goal that you set or some arbitrary metric which you want to achieve, first of all, the less likely you are to achieve it because it's not defined. But second of all, it's almost pointless. Let me give you an example. Yesterday, my partner and I were trying to make a decision. He was leaning more towards one way and I was leaning towards the other way. Between each decision, I could tell that there was a lot up in the air. There was a lot of unknowns and a lot of assumptions being made. To keep it very brief, 
essentially he wanted to go with product A and I want to go with product B. Product A would get us to market faster. Keep in mind, we'll get back to that word faster than product B. I wanted to do product B because I believed that we would be spending the same amount of money, if not less money than product A. And we wouldn't have to train as many people because product B would have a lot more automated systems in place for this product. Notice how I said fast in product A. This is something that my partner Brian told me. He thought that we would get to market faster. But what I asked him is that, how do you know we can get to market faster if you don't even have a set date on when we're going to market? And you're probably wondering, why are you telling me this story, Cole? The reason I'm telling you this story is because the same thing goes with happiness. A lot of times we have these biases in our head of what is good and what is not good. What is happiness? What is not happiness? But understand that that subjective reality exists within your own mind. You have decided when you are going to be happy and when you're not going to be happy. Some people wake up every morning and they decide that if they can breathe and they can see, that is happiness. Because that is the subjective standard that they have set for themselves to be happy. Now you may wake up in the morning and if you didn't sleep well enough, or if you're not hydrated enough, or if you don't wake up at this perfect time, boom, unhappy. Do you understand the problem with this? Which brings me into point number three. In my opinion, happiness is irrelevant. And the conversation of seeking happiness or wanting happiness is irrelevant because it is subjective. Why would I seek something that isn't necessarily good or bad? It just is. One thing I ask of you is that you release this self-imposed pressure, which you put on yourself to be some level of happy, to meet some level that you can't even define. Do you understand what I'm saying? You need to be able to release yourself from these acquired beliefs that you need to meet some standard that doesn't exist. If you right now identify someone who is unhappy, that's okay. When did happiness become the goal? And I'm not saying you never want to enjoy your life, but what I'm saying is that you need to release these beliefs and these limiting beliefs really of how you need to be feeling because you are the one telling yourself that. You are the one who has looked around and formed these false opinions on how happy other people really are. And going back to an earlier point, you are most likely comparing yourself to those individuals based off of, listen closely, your perception of how happy they are. But that perception is based off of your bias. Meaning, you're looking at someone and saying, that person's very happy and you feel less happy. Quick example, social media, my social media accounts. You look at my accounts right now, you probably see, wow, he's with his girlfriend all the time and they look so happy and have a perfect relationship. Man, I wish I had that. I'm less happy when all my content is staged. And there are even times where Sid and I were fighting and in arguments and didn't even want to talk. But then we'd turn on the camera and do what we had to do to create a piece of content. Meanwhile, there's people in the comments saying how sad it makes them feel and how they wish they were as happy as us. Do they wish they were as happy as us? Or do they wish that they were as happy as the belief that they put in their mind of this arbitrary standard of what happiness is? Because the same person like me who looks at that piece of content understands that some of those people in the comments may actually be in that moment, quote, happier, if that even matters, than Sid and I in that moment, which they believe that they are less happy. Does that make sense? So this is my point. To focus on happiness is irrelevant. Sometimes you just have to do things and recognize that it's okay to be unhappy. Because like we said earlier, which is point number five, emotions exist on continuums. There is no good or bad, there just is. Hey, Cold Army, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you could spare a moment to leave a review, it will help us reach and inspire even more people. And if you know someone who truly benefit from this episode, please take a few seconds to share it with them. Your small act of kindness might be just what they need to conquer their day. Now let's get back to the show. 
if you really look at everything objectively in life, and some people may not like this opinion, but don't take it too literally, but good and bad are subjective. This is why we have very bad people in the world that believe that they're doing good, right? And when I say good, it's subjective. And why we have really good people in the world, or at least people that are perceived to be really good, doing what most would define in a certain society as good things, but there are percentages of the society saying that is a horrible person. Same things with emotions and same thing with happiness. Emotions exist on continuums. There's a scale of extreme unhappiness to great happiness, but without unhappiness in your life, without sadness, without grief, without sorrow, without disappointment, you do not feel or understand or appreciate the opposite side of that continuum. You don't appreciate happiness. You don't appreciate joy. You don't appreciate peace and love, and all of those wonderful emotions that we get in the human experience, you don't get those. You don't really understand how valuable those are without seeing the lower side of the continuum. How do you have the greatest appreciation for life? Think about it. You know what it's like to lose someone in life. You know what the darkest side and the lowest of low of that continuum is between death and life. How do you know what it is to be happy? Ask yourself right now, how do you know what happiness really means? How do you know what it feels like? You know what sadness feels like. Ask yourself right now, would you really always want to be happy? And if you were, how would that affect your perception on happiness? How much appreciation would you have for it? How much appreciation would you have for those moments of bliss, of pure joy and love for the human experience? So if you are someone right now who is currently seeking happiness and you are someone who identifies as someone who is not in a great place, that's okay because you are creating massive, massive contrast for the next chapter of your life or maybe a chapter even after that one or shit, maybe five or 10 chapters later. Who knows how long it's going to take, but I promise you that eventually the stark contrast that you are creating through this more negative chapter of your life will be incredible. I can tell you this personally. In the moments where I feel the most accomplished or I feel the most bliss, I think about all the moments in my life where I didn't feel that. I think about the moments in my life when I was 17, 18 years old, laying in my bed, sad about my life, not knowing what I wanted to do, watching hours upon hours of social media videos, not wanting to hang out with anyone, eating a ton of shitty food, not confident, didn't want to talk to any girls really. I think about those times. Then I think about who I am now. And it gives me massive amounts of contrast for whatever emotions or ever feelings I have right now. I want to move into point number five, which is a large talking point in terms of the idea of happiness, which is wealth and money. More specifically, we're going to talk about relative wealth versus absolute wealth. Absolute wealth refers to the total amount of money that you currently possess or that I currently possess. That means all my assets, all the money I have, all the cash flow. That is my absolute wealth. Relative wealth is, you guessed it, a comparison of your wealth to others. Now, with all that we have gone through so far, which one do you think that I'm going to say is one that may lead to feelings of unhappiness? If you said relative wealth, you guessed it. I know we are just talking about the general concept of happiness, but this idea of social comparison and this idea of relativity has subcategories within our lives. For example, everybody has a goal of how they want to look. Whether it is or isn't very important to them, everyone has a certain ideal goal of how they want to look. But oftentimes it is relative to outside circumstances, outside people. They look at the fitness models or the girls in the bikinis on Instagram and how they look is relative to others. So even if they have 
made an amazing change over, let's say, the past year. And let's be more specific and say a certain individual wants to achieve certain fitness goals and they do within a year. And in a moment, they're content and they're very proud of themselves. But they look on Instagram and they see that someone has a 10 times better body subjectively than them. How's that going to make them feel? Same thing with wealth. And I say wealth because it's such a more prevalent topic, especially among the youth and social media. Stop comparing how much money you have to others because once again, your perception of how much money they have is false. Let me give you another example. We've been going off on the examples in this podcast. I can tell you with confidence that a lot of the individuals which you look up to who say they're making this much money, who are driving the fancy car, who have all the fancy things, typically are not who they say they are are not as rich as they say they are, are not as confident as they say they are. They're just humans like me and you. For you to compare yourself to how much money you think that they have, how do you think it's going to make you feel? One other thing I want to talk about in terms of relative wealth, because there's another way that some people look at it, so I want to address that, is in terms of how much money you possess and what the value of that is in a current society or setting versus elsewhere. Quick example, let's say that you have $100, And you're sitting at the table with your brother who is in college working a full-time job and your father who is the breadwinner in the household. And then your mother as well. And she still works, but the father's making the most money then the mother and then your older brother. Now they're all working full-time jobs and you are a high school student and you have a hundred dollars to your name. When you guys start talking about money and you mention that you only have a hundred dollars in that situation, you may see yourself as having no money and not being competent at all or having any success. And let's say specifically you're in ninth grade. Now, the next day at school, you go to the lunch table and you pull out your $100 bill and everyone around you looks at you and says, yo, you're balling, bro. Where are you getting all this money? Relative wealth. Why is it important to understand this? Because it doesn't matter anyways. Because the only thing that matters is comparing yourself to your past self. In the fitness example, if you just looked at your past self and you stopped comparing yourself to external individuals who are probably editing their images anyway to some degree, making them more grainy, posing in the perfect light and the perfect conditions. In terms of wealth, people are renting things and they're portraying certain aspects of themselves on social media so that you see them as a higher social media figure, as having more social value. I'm not kidding. People are doing this. I have a buddy, or at least an old buddy, that does this right now. And I don't agree with it because what's the point? You're going to go pay four to eight grand a month to lease a car So more people think you're richer than you are. It's very shallow in my opinion. The last point I want to move into is the pursuit of happiness and not the movie, but the actual physical pursuit and mental pursuit of happiness. And I encourage you to listen back through all these points again, because each point has information which you can take away and apply to your own life to help you release yourself from the shackles which you put on yourself that are a result of societal expectations and arbitrary measurements of your own happiness. I want you to truly ask yourself, what is your measurement of happiness? Try and define it. If you are unable to measure what happiness is to you, then stop letting yourself be disappointed when you don't meet this arbitrary measurement of happiness. The only way for you to pursue happiness is to not pursue it at all. Let me say that again for the people that didn't hear that. The only way for you to pursue happiness is to not pursue it at all. Happiness is not the goal, at least for me, The goal is to be able to experience all the emotions which a human can experience. I don't know about you, but the worst times of my life have bred all the qualities which you see in me today. Getting 
hundreds of thousands of dollars stolen from me. Getting fucked over by people that I thought that loved me. My best friend getting shot. And watching him lie, basically lifeless, brain dead, in the hospital. And then a few days later, him leaving this world and me never seeing him again. I could go on and on. John Stuart Mill once said, Ask yourself whether you are happy and cease to be so. The only chance to treat, not happiness, but some and external to it, as the purpose of life. Happiness is not a byproduct of anything. It is not a goal. As much as you think it may be because society has placed these standards on you to have to feel a certain way. Every single day, you are being programmed through your own thoughts and your own perceptions and the people around you as to how you should be acting and how you should be feeling and how happy you should be. But understand that if there is no objective measurement to happiness, then you are comparing yourself to something which is immeasurable, which means that if it is immeasurable, there's a high probability that you will never actually reach that set standard, which doesn't exist. I want to take a moment to thank each and every one of you for being here. I want you all to understand that you have the power within yourself to change whatever feelings which you may currently have, whatever perceptions you have of who you are and how you feel is in your control. But understand you need to be able to break free from the shackles, which are the societal expectations and false perceptions of what emotions really are and what happiness, especially happiness, really means. I will see you in the next one, Coiled Army. Thank you.